What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, folks. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's the Chair Shot Radio Sunday, and Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar are back in the driver's seat after a week off for both of us. Welcome back, Dave. Welcome back, me. Welcome back, us. Yes. Welcome back, us, after PC Tony and Christopher Platt's awesome 14 minute se- session last week. That was fantastic. <laughs> Where they didn't speak a word uh, speak a word of hockey. Well, here's no. the thing is we're we're on the long end of the chair shot radio team. Like you know this. Like between us, three man weave has basically become a chair shot radio segment. I've noticed, like I think on Fridays, like that's become like an hour long chair shot radio. So they are kind of all over the place. DeMarco, if he caps out at 18 minutes, that's a long show for him. In yeah. fact, when Miranda right. Miranda and I doubled his time uh, on Wednesday, not Thursday, like I insisted. I can't like it was really embarrassing. I can't, I corrected Miranda, who was correct, who was right, who was like, "Oh, we're recording for Wednesday." I was like, "No, it's kayfabe Thursday," and I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. And then I profusely apologized to Greg and Tony and everybody who would listen because I was I was not my best. That's the problem with recording these uh, a day early. That you're like, "What day does this air? What day is it actually?" You know, <laughs> you start questioning. Right, well, it's, your K- own it's K-Fape Sunday. That's right, K-Fape, K-Fape Sunday, Sunday here for us. But all kidding hey. aside, I, I really appreciated Tunny and Chris stepping in. I was going to jump on, and yeah. then I was going to be late, and and even Tunny was like, "Can we like not talk about hockey too much?" And I'm like, "Dude, that's our that's our gimmick. We got to talk hockey. You can't ignore the fourth big major sport in the country." Or maybe yeah, you the can. Sport that else, I mean, who knows? We're probably the least listened to chair shot radio. People are like, ah, I don't care about hockey, which is fine. I guess like if you don't like hockey, I'm sorry that you don't like the gentleman's sport. That is hockey. This falls under the sports umbrella of sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Right. Well, and we are going to talk hockey today. We're getting into the end of the season. The trade deadline has passed. Teams are clinching. We are going to take a break from our normal segment of Your Team Sucks this week. Just getting back, Dave and I, just to pull the curtain back, haven't had really time to talk about who we wanted to pick on this week. So we do want to, I, I told Dave that there was a, a topic that, a news item that broke in sports on Friday that I just uh, would like to talk about that crosses over both sports and um, wrestling, professional wrestling. And so we'll save that for the second half of the show today. But with that being said, let's get into it with some hockey talk, and we can't do that without a little bit of an intro. I'm going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed for super fan number 99 over here. Bum, 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 bum,
You're welcome. I know you all missed Hockey Talk. Don't lie, listeners. And so, I, you know, shame on Tunny and Platt for not talking about hockey. Whatever. We're going to do it today. And we're first, we're going to cover some ground from last week. The trade deadline passed. And lots of teams made moves. My team didn't really make moves. Because mediocrity is their their season. As here we are sitting looking at our 19 and 19 record fifth place in the West out of the playoffs right now, a point behind the Phoenix Coyotes. So Dave, who made big moves that matter? Because I'm so disgusted with my team that I stopped paying attention to who made moves that matter. Yeah. Interestingly in your division, the West, there wasn't a lot that happened out there. I think, uh, and I'm looking through here, there was one, one thing happened out West. I think only one team, the avalanche got Devin Dubnik to bolster their uh, goaltending core. Like they really need help <laughs> at this right. point. Vegas didn't really do anything. Minnesota, Arizona, your blues didn't do much of anything. That was kind of the forgotten division. Uh, as far as I could tell Florida, I thought in the central and Tampa as well made some moves. This uh, Sam Bennett trade that Florida pulled with Calgary looks like it's going to pay some pretty big dividends for them. That's a good one. Tampa got, I think they got what Dennis Savard. Is that who they got? defender yes yeah i did i did see that yeah yeah so they they made a good move uh, and, and that'll help tampa yeah, yeah De- dennis david savard excuse me in a three-team deal that was a, a pretty shrewd move on tampa's part to bolster their defense of course they're the defending champs uh out in the north division you had a couple of teams i mean we talked about it early on with montreal getting stall and that seems to have worked out well for them and then toronto you're guys your big pick pulled off that three-team trade to get who they got nick felino i think is who they got in a three-team trade to make toronto even more annoyingly good that's all fine (laughs) but you know uh, and it's not and this is they're just good they are and they and you know things were getting wide and tight for a while but they've now opened that up i know we're going to talk standings just a minute all the big moves and it's not just because it's my team's division but they really seem to come in the East. It, it, you know, you got right. the Islanders made that move that we talked about early, last time we were on here, an early trade deadline move where they got oh, those guys from who they get from the Devils, which I was not happy about. But then the big the big stuff started happening. Boston got Tyler Hall from the Sabres in a three team deal. And uh, that that was a big move for Boston. Pittsburgh got Jeff Carter from the Kings which adds a lot of veteran leadership to a team that's already loaded with veteran leadership. I mean, you got Crosby, you got Malkin. They have a bit of a history of winning Stanley Cups. And then I know I had sent the text to you early in the day that it looked like the Caps weren't going to do anything. And then it was a post-deadline, like the deal had been done. And then it didn't come in until like 30 minutes after the deadline ended where the Caps got Anthony Mantha from Detroit. Yep for uh, Jacob Verana and Richard Ponick and a couple of draft picks, which to me was a lot of people are questioning the deal because it's like, well, you know, Mantha's is, is good, but he's not really that. It doesn't, doesn't really move the meter much over Verana. But the thing about the caps and the Red Wings deal is you don't see deals like that done often at the trade deadline. Usually they're for rental players. You know, we've got to get somebody for sure. This was a real trade at the trade deadline because Mantha's got like two years left on his contract 
And 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 so this wasn't just a hey, we're going to get him and then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in a few months. He's going to be there for a while. Um, I personally, I mean, for Detroit fans, I've read a lot of stuff. Detroit fans were thrilled with this move because they're really looking good for the future with those draft picks. Yeah, that's I think I think Detroit is really focusing on like we always talk about rebuilds. This is a rebuild year for Detroit and they are unloading some dead weight. They're freeing up money and they're bringing in prospects and and players that are going to make them a factor two years from now. And so maybe even a year from now, we, we don't know. And I like this. I I like this kid a lot, Pat Mantha. He scored every goal, a goal in every game since he came there, except for the one to nothing game the other night. He's, he's just, he's not, doesn't have Verona speed. And I love seeing Verona scored a goal his first game for Detroit because he's, he was a big part of that 2018 cup run. He scored the game winning goal against Pittsburgh in game five. He got the ball rolling in the, in the cup clincher against Vegas. Uh, So I got a soft spot for him, but Mantha is, I mean, he there, he's just a really big guy and the caps are a very large team. So physically they're going to cause, I mean, and we know during the playoffs, the bigger, more physical teams tend to do better down the stretch because they just wear you out in a long time. Absolutely. And the caps, you look at this. Yeah. You look at the last two Stanley cup winners and it's, they beat the other team apart. And I always talk about the blues and the Bruins. They physically wore out Boston by the time it was all said and done in game seven. And And the caps did that to Vegas the year before, because Vegas during the regular season was so fast, but the grind of the playoffs in that series where the caps were just a much other than Ryan Reeves, but fuck him. We can talk about him some other time. Uh, you know, they just wore them down. So I love the move that the Caps did. The East is going to be fun. Um, it, it's going to, the playoffs are almost here. I know you want to talk standings because, yeah, like a couple of teams have clinched already, haven't they? Well, well, before we do that, it's it's always important to grossly overreact to trade deadline decisions. And so let's, I, I think, you know, usually we there, there's a lot of the punditry will declare winners and losers. Clearly, you feel like your Caps made a good move, maybe are among the winners. Who who do you think helped themselves the most out of this trade deadline? And I'll, and I'll just lay it out. The Blues lost. Like, the Blues were losers. They should have done something. They did nothing. And, and unfortunately, they probably didn't have a lot that they could do because of just what's tied up right now. Yeah, the Blues lost. I'm sorry. But they, they needed no, to do something. They need to do something and they didn't. I, I love, honestly, man, I love what Florida did. It's not just the Sam Bennett deal, though, because they also got Brandon Montour in a trade. Right. And they needed him because they, they'd lost some people. Um, Florida is a very dangerous team and one that um, you're going to have to watch in the playoffs because that Central Division, you've got three really, really good teams there with uh, Florida, Tampa, and exactly. Carolina. And and I think anything that you can do right now to kind of, um, you know, to kind of distance yourself from the competition, Carolina kind of surprised me that they weren't more active, but they must feel like they've got it all under control. Well, yeah. And I think we'll, we'll get into that as we look at standings because Vegas and Colorado, what did they really need to add? There was not like they're, they're both playing phenomenal hockey right now. And let's just get to it. Those are the two teams that have clinched playoff spots. Like so far that, that we know, like, both of those teams, both out of the West, have been dominant. And Vegas is ahead on points, 
but has played two fewer games right now than Colorado. But I mean, Colorado's 31 and 9. Vegas is 33 and 11. It's ridiculous. Minnesota's 30 and 13. Those teams are clearly in. The Blues are done. I, I just see no, I see, I'm, I'm calling it now. I, I think that the blue, the blues might sneak in because they're only a point out, but I just, I don't buy them. They're, they're a 500 team. They're a middling team. And unless, and they can't beat Arizona. Every time they've played Arizona, they've, they've gotten handed to them. They're, they're losing, they're losing more than they win. And so I'm declaring them dead and let's go to the East well, but before Where, we leave the West, though, because uh, I need—I know. No, no, no. It's it is what it is. I'm, I've conceded that Phoenix is going right. to take it. I don't think San Jose is going to make. Minnesota the can actually clinch today. There is a clinching yes. scenario where Minnesota can get it, and they should. They got sixty-three points, and then there's a damn near a twenty-point gap between Minnesota and Arizona. It, it it seems this is where the current playoff format is going to be a problem because you're looking at a Colorado versus Minnesota or Vegas versus Minnesota first round matchup. And, and that's, they're going to just, I mean, you're talking two of the best teams in the league are going to face each other right off the bat. Whereas Vegas or Colorado or possibly Minnesota gets to, but it, see, I don't know if the blues are in there, they've got so, the experience to but, pull off an upset. But here's, here's my question. One, we all know that when it comes playoff time, the teams with the best records don't always be the ones that are the ones that pull it out. It's all about who's hot when, and we'll, you know, when the playoffs start, we'll start to see that play out. But what I find really interesting is I think this is more emblematic of the problem. Like we talked about how strong we thought the Central were going to be when it was really a three-team division is what it's played itself out to be. When you look down, let's, if you go down and you look down the line, you look at the Central, Nashville in fourth place. Yeah, they're 13 points behind Carolina, who's in first, but that's based on the strength of Carolina with more overtime points than the Nashville. Nashville's only had two games go to overtime all season. They're a 26 win team. You know, they're sad. Like they're well, they're, they're um, they, on the other side of that is they seem to pile up the losses. That's, that seems to be their big thing. They got more losses than, than anybody else in the top four, but 26 and 21 that's that's terrific and, and carolina and florida are both strong you just talked about how good they're going to be uh carolina could clinch today as well if i'm not mr yes. saturday the yeah. 24th when we're recording right they clinch today as well and they should they're they're going to it's not a question of if they clinch it's a question of when they clinch their playoff spot uh and so their goalie morazic has been playing just phenomenally right. um but the central I'm still, I'm not counting Dallas out. They are charging hard down the backstretch. They struggled for much of the year. Now they're sitting four points behind Nashville with three games, and they got three games less than Nashville. So Dallas, last year's runner-up, has struggled a lot this year. They had that big delay at the beginning with COVID. Now they're charging down the backstretch. I'm, I'm not counting them out yet. So we'll see what they do. And... Yeah, so moving on to the East, where nobody is in a clinching scenario quite yet. You were talking about an unexciting first round. The East is going to have a very exciting first round of playoffs, no matter what. Because you look at this, uh, all four teams are at the top. Boston, New York, Pittsburgh, and Washington, within three three wins of each other. You know, Pittsburgh and Washington are in a virtual tie. 
basically it's it's an overtime point ahead of Pittsburgh for for the Caps right now. And okay, here's my question for you: Can the Rangers sneak in? Because the Rangers have been playing good hockey and they're sneaky good. They are, but can Boston they, can they nip Boston? No, they can't. Boston is no? not. Boston's not going to give up this lead. And Boston, you know, they they made the Tyler Hall trade or Taylor Hall is it Taylor Hall or Tyler Hall? I forget which one it is. Um, East. I think it's Taylor. I think that's going to help them out. They've been playing. They had a little bit of a lull there. They're playing much better. The Rangers are playing very well. I don't think there's going to be time for them. And I don't know. I mean, if Boston and the Rangers play each other straight up, then sure that, that those are four point swing games right there. So they could, I just don't see it happening. I think Boston is too good right now, but I mean, you're looking at a four point separation between the Bruins and the caps right now. And the caps are 10 points ahead of, of the Rangers for the last playoff spot. So yeah, there's no playoffs clinchers. What do we got? 19 games left. So I mean, the Caps' schedule down the stretch is brutal. I mean, it's Pittsburgh, it's Boston, it's the, they're playing three in a row against the Islanders. I mean, that's going to probably decide a lot of the division right there. But yeah, I mean, if it's the Caps' Bruins in the first round, Jesus, that those two teams do not like each other at all, and that has grown immensely this year. And Pittsburgh and the well, Islanders, I, no history there. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say you're looking at, like I said, you're looking at great hockey all the way around out of the East and you can't go wrong there. I'll tell you the least exciting division is the one that we saved for last. And that's, and that's Canada. Um, cause I, I don't know, like I'm just not sold on anybody below Toronto. And I know I've been the Toronto guy. They had that one lull and now there's, they, they've created some more separation. There's six points up on Winnipeg. I would watch out. You know, I, I asked this question of you from the east. I'm going to ask this again in in the in the Scotia North. Sorry, I just keep calling it Canada. You've been calling that all Can, year. Calgary is sneaky good too. Can Calgary get in there on Montreal? No. They're six points out. No. You don't think so? Again, no. I you know they traded away Bennett to the to Panthers. He was one of their better young players. So I think Carolina was in in seller mode at the trade deadline or not Carolina Calgary, excuse me, was Calgary. in mode at the trade deadline and then started to win a few games here and there. Um, I, you know, I don't so think so. Like, Van- Whoops. Yeah, Van- yeah. It's like, Oh shit. We're not that bad after all. Uh, Vancouver's, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're obviously way behind other teams as far as games played because of the big, the big COVID outbreak. Um, as soon as they came back though, they put like a nine spot on somebody. So you, you know, yeah. that, that's kind of, they were rested. They were well rested. I don't see them being, a factor i think i think this i think the north is pretty much locked in i I do winnipeg edmonton is going to be a fantastic series that's going to be an excellent one and and, you know if it is toronto montreal i mean that's there's a lot of history with those teams and those provinces history but but i feel like they're in completely different places right now like i think toronto really is a complete team in that division and i don't know that any other team out there is ha is is as strong as that you know what i mean no you're and right so you're right toronto is head and shoulders above the but like you said like you said just by basically five minutes ago that best record regular season record means nothing in the playoffs and it doesn't I it, mean, it always makes me nervous i go back to 2010 that capitals team had no business losing a three to one lead to the canadians and they did so so I, I still got my Toronto pig going strong. I'm feeling like 
my Stanley Cup final prediction as of today, Saturday, April 24th, 2021, the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Colorado Avalanche. It, it, well, maybe. I mean, if they if they end that's, up that's that's my that's my call. If they end up on separate sides of the bracket, right. I don't know how. I can't remember how the cup bracket works. If they're on separate sides, those are the two teams that clash. Uh, I think that out of each division, um, I would say Carolina is, is. I'm feeling really good about Carolina right now. And then don't hurt me. Sorry, I think it's the Bruins. I think it's the Bruins out of the East. Uh, maybe. Especially, especially, especially if Ovi's in, if Ovi's in trouble, if Ovi's hurt, like seriously hurt, and we don't know the extent, like this is just word coming out of today, literally today on the 24th, as we're talking about this, that Ovechkin's missing at least one game sounds like a minor thing, but we all know hockey talk where they just don't play their hand when it comes to injuries. It's lower body injury, upper body injury. Stuff like that, and they yeah. just never tell you this. If Ovi's gone for any extended period of time, that's that's obviously problematic for the Caps. The, Caps, will the Caps, what I worry about is still the goaltending. Um, Sam Sonoff yep. played his brains out against the Islanders the other night. Uh, so if he's healthy, because I know like last year, I think it was Holtby against the Islanders, and it didn't work out so well. If he's healthy, then I give the Caps a good shot because physically they will wear down. Even a team as large as Boston will get worn down in a seven-game series against the Caps. Pittsburgh's a team I really worry about coming out of the East, Pat. That pains me even more than your Boston pick, is to sit there and say, you know... I mean, I just, Bruins fans are insufferable. That's why... And Pen- Penguins fans are not much better. But I, I really liked what they did with Jeff Carter, because adding some more veteran leadership to a team that's loaded with that is, is only a good thing. I mean, basically, the captain of the Kings got traded to Pitt. Now he's not going to take Sid's captaincy, of course. But I love that move that Pittsburgh did, which pains me to say. But um, if Mantha's really motivated, and he seems to be, and he's a really big force to deal with for the Caps, yeah, the East is going to be fun. I, you know, and, and I like what Colorado, Colorado-Toronto is a really shrewd pick because I would probably go in the same direction. Colorado was my pick to win the Cup. Toronto was your pick. If they play each other, I guess one of us will be right. There you go. And... On that note, we'll know a little bit more by the end of next week and next week's Chair Shot Radio as, as more clinching will be taking place as we come here towards the home stretch. We're going to take a quick commercial break now. When we come back, we are going to talk about one of my favorite football players of all time on one of my favorite football teams of all time who just announced some terrible, terrible news. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code CHAIRSHOT. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code CHAIRSHOT. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back. As I mentioned at the top of the program, I asked Dave if we could take a week off on Your Team Sucks. Though, Dave, I'm going to tell you, I'm very tempted next week to go after my St. Louis Cardinals. They suck this year. They suck hard, hard, and I'm ready to beat my own team up. Yeah, I'll leave it up I, to you, man. <laughs> I actually, I actually got to. I got to. I got to apologize to PC Tunney here on the air because the Brewers, Brewers are in first place as of this recording. It is very early, now, and the only thing for certain is that the defending champion Dodgers are damn good. That's about it. Right. And I will say, I will say that the the Brewers did just get their asses handed to them to the tune of a 15 run. 15 to four loss to the Cubs yesterday uh, on Friday. So it's, it's not all said and done, but the Brewers are really, really good. And I don't think, I think people thought they'd be okay, but I don't think anybody saw them as being really good. I love that's how not, my, my Nats talked shit about the Mets and then got pasted six to nothing. That was fun. Right. No, our, neither of our teams are good. No, so they're not. That, that's neither here nor there today. What I did want to talk about is the news that broke on Friday regarding Steve McMichael uh, former Chicago Bear, former Green Bay Packer football star who then transitioned into the world of professional wrestling, uh, was uh, part of the broadcast booth uh, on the original Nitro, WCW Nitro, before transitioning into a full-time wrestling ro- uh, role with the Four Horsemen. And news broke on Friday. He did an interview with the Chicago Tribune uh, and revealed – to the world basically that he has been diagnosed with ALS that he was diagnosed three months ago and he's not doing well uh, at all. Uh, he's lost somewhere in the neighborhood of over a hundred pounds. Uh, he's now in a, in a, in a wheelchair that, um, you know, he's only 63 years old. He, he can't use his arms. His legs are significantly weakened. Um, Bear, the Bears actually, the Chicago Bears organization actually paid for the wheelchair for for Mongo, and it's just I don't know the the Chicago Bears 1985-46 defense was the stuff of legend in '85. You know, and, and McMichael was drafted by the Patriots in in 1980, came to the Bears in '81. And was on and starred with the Bears for for years uh, before he went and spent his final season with the Packers. And yeah, I mean, this guy was he was a Superman. And to to see this story, it it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's shocking to see him in this condition, but. You know, I mean, that's what, unfortunately, that's the reality of ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease for some of the people out there. It's, it's you know, progressive nervous system disease. It's it's just, I mean, undefeated as far as I can tell, as far as uh, once you get it, right. it, it does this. And it's, and it's sad that 
Mongo's got it and it's and it's affected him so quickly to the point that he's deteriorated like you're saying wheelchair bound no use of the arms needs his wife's help to help him with just basic activities of daily living and 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 it's it's tragic it's terrible it's uh it's right. one of those diseases that you know the only person I've ever known who really I don't I wouldn't say thrived with it but kind of managed it with Stephen Hawking and even that's debatable because right. he managed it, yeah, but he had to use a wheelchair and everything. I mean, he survived for a long time with it. Most people don't. So that's the only thing exceptional about him. But yeah, it's 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 when you see somebody who was larger than life, like Mongo was, especially those right. of us who remember him on Monday Nitro during the uh the when WCW is beating WWE's ass, and he's just he, like yeah, a larger than life personality who you would never in a million years imagine him like and even he said it in that interview i never thought this is how it would end for me and it's it's yeah like you're saying heartbreaking is a is a great word it's it's tragic it's just it's very depressing well it's it's very interesting because he was such a he was he is and i say was he is such a big personality like it wasn't just his presence as a person And, and, and folks would always question why he was pushed in WCW for as long as he was as cause of his, his presence. Cause he was not like there's, there's a Twitter account. That's literally just, it's Steve McMichael botches that eventually became like wrestling botches just put out in gift form. Hello puppies. Hi, hear ya. Dave's tag team partners have shown up. I don't even know where they are. And, right. They're around. Um, and, and it's just, it's one of those things like, we're, we're going to give us a minute here to see what, what's going on with the dogs. They tell him I said, hi. So I'll, anyway, I'll tell him that for you. All right. Thank you. You're going to tell him to shut the fuck up anyway. But you look at, you, you look at how, um, he would show up at nitro and anytime he was in Chicago or green Bay, like he'd kind of laugh at it, but he would be like, you know, Chicago Mongo's home. And he would, get the big ovation and he wore that jacket and he would walk down the aisle and that presence. And then he just had to be big and, and people had to bump for him and, and it was good. And he did it with such enthusiasm and it started with him, the booth with booth with that little toy dog. And you look at, you know, the outpouring of support from the Chicago family, whether it's the organization itself, Walter Payton's son um, paid him a visit Lance Briggs, I'm just going through the line here. Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, Jerry Azuma, Jason McKee, like just name after name showing their support for Steve McMichael. And there is there is a um, there's a GoFundMe da- campaign that started to kind of help def- it's to help to defray the cost of of his daily needs and care, um, which you know without getting into too big of a political discussion over the state of our of of healthcare in this country and that that somebody like him who's had the career that he's had like that they're having to ask others for help to pay for his medical care it's 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 just tough and i know that when he finally goes that's gonna be a sad day for for chicago and and for a lot of kids a lot of people my age who grew up you know with him and singletary and dorson we already lost dorson um it's just Richard Dent, like just all, all those guys were so great. And to see him like this is like, like I said, it's heartbreaking. And so 
thoughts to Steve McMichael and his family. I I just hey, had to read this part, man. Because sure. this is this is this is t- typical Mongo McMichael, and it and it goes to what you're saying. He's talking about the diagnosis and what it's done to him. And his quote was, "I thought I was ready for anything." McMichael says, "But man, this will sneak up on you like a cheap shot in Green Bay Packer." That's all you need to know That's about right. the man. Right. That is like, I mean, when he signed with the Packers, he was quoted as saying he signed, he only signed so he could steal their money and whoop their ass again. So no, no guff about Steve. We are losing a huge personality when he passes. And yeah, just, uh, I raised my glass to uh, a guy who is special, um, and was, and was special. And so on that somber note, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio. We will get back to our regularly scheduled fun of telling you about how your team sucks, probably the St. Louis Cardinals next week. Uh, but until then, Dave, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you out there on the interwebs? Yeah, you can check me out at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And remember to send all your hate tweets to at PC Tunney. And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to Dave and I, of course, every Sunday here on ChairShot Radio. You can also catch us on Monday afternoons with Bandwagon Nerds. And you can also hear me every Wednesday with Craig DeMarco and Miranda Morales on the Babyface Heel podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening in to today's edition of ChairShot Radio. We are at you every day with a different member of the ChairShot Radio team talking to you every morning at around 6 a.m. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And and on on that note, you've been listening to ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com.